Hi, hello, and welcome to show number 14 from The Hive. Uh, and our topic for today is to talk about well-being and asking the question, is well-being a bandwagon? And if it is, um, should we get off? So, uh, Lorna, do you want to kick off? Because I think this, this was something that you've been having some debates about. Mm. Um, this came from a Twitter um, thread from a chap called Nick Court, who runs a business called the People Experience Hub. Mm-hmm. And he was asking the question, this feels like a bandwagon. It feels like everyone's shouting about it, but it feels like platitudes. Um, you know, is it really the most important thing as we move out of COVID? Um, I can see why public health and well-being is important in COVID, but really, are there not lots of other things we need to focus on now? Um, so I think um, what he was getting at was it's starting to get the way that, um, the best way that I can think about it is it's starting to get the way that engagement got uh, in the years following the McLeod report. Whereas everybody went, yes, this is a problem. And gosh, no, it doesn't feel right, does it? And here's some evidence. And um, and now what do we do about it? And at that point, it became a bit kind of, we'll do a charity bake sale or we'll do a survey. And it became a bit linear in the way mm. that people dealt with it. Whereas actually, it's quite a complex problem. Mm. So um, I don't think it is a bandwagon, but I do think it's become a bit mm. woolly. I think it's interesting it's easy for it's easy for it to appear like it's a bandwagon if you think of it in the wrong way in the same way that I think engagement it's easy to see it as a a bat or was easy to see it as a bandwagon if you think of it in the same way if you think you know if you think of well-being as a tick box exercise something you do um, then it's easy to see it in the context of the latest big thing and if it's the latest big thing, ergo, it's a bandwagon. Um, you know, but we actually, as we, we, we've all talked before and we all know, you know, it is a much more complex thing than that. Joe, Lorna talked about the, the similarity with the engagement debate. And obviously you've been involved in Engage for Success since the year dot. Do you, do you recognise that analogy? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was saying before we started that I think that it becomes a bit of a bandwagon when people start saying, oh, you know, um, what's the next big thing or, or do we need to change the name? You know, does it really say what we want it to say? And, and it just sort of take, completely takes away the, the focus on what the issue was in the first place. It almost works on the basis of, oh, we've cracked it, therefore we need to move on. And, you know, we know with engagement that, you know, no way has that generally been cracked. And I think sort of well-being's much the same. And, um, you know, you said about, you know, cake sales and that sort of stuff. People, I always think, with the well-being thing started with, um, you know, we give free fruit to our staff on Fridays. Apples and, on uh, Friday. Yeah, exactly. That tick. Yeah, yeah um, at lunchtime. <laughs> exactly. And when I've ever gone and uh, walk, talked to companies or spoken about well-being, I think I'm always very disappointing to them because I don't talk about those things at all. I always talk about strong leadership and treating people well and things like that. I don't talk about like medical things or <laughs> health and you know step challenges or any of those sort of programs that get put in place and it's really funny for me because some of the well-being piece is engagement and that is leadership and, and it's the same thing isn't it but it's yeah. all different mm-hmm. so maybe it is a bandwagon mm-hmm. and maybe it's it's not um I don't really mean that if anyone's going to quote me <laughs> 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 but you know maybe <laughs> a lot of it is the the same 
issue, the same principles, the same solutions. It's just all, you know, been given different names and different exciting, sexy sort of programs. To turn it into a shiny new toy. Yeah. But it's yeah. Still and I think the risk is... The risk is now, of course, that this is where di equality, diversity and inclusion comes. Yeah, we the next the shiny piece. toy. Yeah. And I was talking, it's really interesting, I was talking to Sarah, who we had on the, um, on the Hive um, a few episodes ago. We had a catch-up before the weekend, and she was talking about um, uh, a business that she knew that do uh, temperature check tools. It's technology for temperature checks, and they've got one for... Um, for uh, for mental health and are talking about how do we develop that in other areas including potentially um inclusion and i think this is part of the challenge is there's lots of people with really good intent wanting to try and, and solve these these challenges um but businesses by their nature we just like nice simple solutions mm. we like a gantt chart with an action on it and if that action is every friday fruit gets delivered mm. we can go tick we've done well-being mm. you know and um, once a quarter we'll do a charity bake sale and once every six months we'll do an engagement survey tick we've done engagement mm. and we run the risk with some of these big complex problems which are replicated in society as well as within organizations don't mm. they which they is, become they become yeah. too big for people to to feel that they can cope with but we have to break it down into little pieces yeah. that we can tick a box it's really interesting actually the week the week before we had the lockdown i was chairing the um, employee well-being conference in london in fact it was it was the day after joe and i were at the nec at, at the health and well-being at work um and there were a number of speakers on the uh, on that day and of course the topic was employee well-being and what was really interesting to me is that the the, the recurring theme of that day um, from speaker after speaker after speaker was that well-being is not apples in a bowl on a friday um, mm. it is something that has to be absolutely integrated with your organizational culture it has to be supported by your organizational values you have to live and breathe it and behave in a way that is aligned with a a culture of putting employees well-being at heart and so it does involve leadership it does involve culture it involves line managers people people managers um, yeah. it involves and this comes back to a again a recurring theme of our hive conversations um, having a range of offers that appeal to people as individuals so you know, Lorna might like to go on a virtual run on a Friday for for twenty k, and I actually I love a virtual run. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah, for running that I don't want to do. I don't mind thinking about it. I, well, I might like I might like to be given some help with mindfulness or something. You know, and horses for courses treat yeah. people as individuals. I think also, um, and I was just thinking as you were talking through it, I think what you're getting at is it's everyone's responsibility and it needs to be in, in the system of the organisation, not just, don't just have a head of wellbeing or a mm. head of engagement or a head of diversity and inclusion. It's everyone's responsibility. And the obvious one for me is um, IT. Um, it's all very well saying your, um, your wellbeing and your productivity are important to us. But if you've got IT systems that don't work together, it takes forever to log on. It's a nightmare trying to get stuff done. You're wading through email and everything seems to be done on email. You've got all these tools, but they don't really help you do anything. That's additional stress. That's actually impacting your well-being. And unless yeah. your IT head, CIO, whatever, is as focused on well-being as a priority as your HR head and your CEO, 
that those I call them micro stresses because mm. they they kind of exhibit as micro stresses mm. in your day to day, right? Mm. It doesn't really matter whether you've got free fruit if it takes you an hour to log on every morning. By the time you get to the, the fruit bowl, you're, 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 you're yeah, going completely right. mad. Yeah. An orange isn't going to help you there. You no. need to get a laptop. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to that thing about, you know, tick, ticking the box also, there's, there's so much focus on output in terms of measuring things. So people are expecting... Um, to tick off that something's been done and I often think what's better and if you think about it in lots of other things like I don't know marketing your business and things like that measuring what you'd call your lead indicator so the things that you know have an impact you might not be able to see what that impact is by to be able to tick it off but you know that for example if you talk to everyone every day one of the engagement um, enablers that we talk about in engaged success is an engaging manager treats people as individuals and they regularly coach them. So if you talk to your people every day with a coaching sort of mindset, you know, we know that that has a great impact. You might not be ticking off at the end that they've improved their performance or that they're feeling better or that their well-being's improved or whatever. But you can actually tick off that you've had a conversation every day with someone. So sometimes it's, it's, not, it's not even that we shouldn't be, you know, ticking the box, but let's tick the box on the right things. Mm. we know are going to drive the right sort of behaviors which will ultimately have that impact yeah yeah one yeah. of the I things do... that worries me a little bit um is is with all this covid19 thing i think there's a risk or do you do you agree with me that there might be a risk that well-being becomes equated with physical health and physical well-being Again. physical safety yeah. and that people's yeah. focus is entirely around the well-being of my people in terms of not letting them get ill in the workplace mm -hmm. or or um not letting them get overstressed from working from home maybe potentially but yeah. but it simply becoming a little bandwagon of that to the exclusion of all these other wider issues i think that think? It could yeah. well be the case i think it's been such a focus for us all understandably for mm. you know four months and it will mm. continue to be that that is there is a real risk of that that uh, you know there's there's people you know, i saw a awful on LinkedIn the other day somebody I'm connected with his his son I, I presume from how he positioned it um committed suicide or that's not the right phrase is it took his own life um and um that may not have been around COVID or being locked down or working from home or any of those things it may have been about a load of other stuff that was starting to become really publicized you know there was so much talk about mental health over the last year or two and you know particularly young men and you know those sorts of issues and some of that is still happening because of lockdown but actually there's a whole load of stuff that's nothing to do with lockdown and it doesn't feel like that that that's being focused on in the same way and mm. so it could be as you say that we we sort of get swept off on this bandwagon now if you like and then we that goes away and we have to start again with a lot of the other conversations that that we're getting some real traction in terms of looking after people. Mm. So we could we could say then, could we, Lorna, that um, well-being in its proper sense isn't a bandwagon, but there is a risk of well-being becoming a, a bandwagon of a, the wrong bandwagon if we think of it in, in as just this narrow thing. Mm. <sighs> and maybe this is a, a fault of mine and not a, a strength, right? But I just really struggle to go in the world of people in HR, which is where I come from. I, I really struggle with the Ulrich approach, which is there's little boxes for everything and they don't need to touch each other. That you know, so you've got well-being, engagement and operations and mm. uh, ER and policy and learning and mm. no. You're sort of horizontal across the lot, aren't you? <laughs> I 
unfortunately, I, I do like to be horizontal, Joe. Um, so, um, so I just I struggle with that. Let's jump from one thing to another thing as a focus, because actually, if well-being is important to you as an organisation and your policies have that in mind, for example, you're, you can't have a really draconian absence management process that's got underlying assumptions about people swinging the lead and a priority about presenteeism and also then try and launch a mental health um, first aider program and think that you like all you've done is tried to cancel those out yes Whereas if you maybe had a more progressive um, approach to managing absence and, and ill health in the organization and mm. thought about presenteeism differently you wouldn't need your mental health first aiders quite as much no. no and it is so complex because having a head of well-being or a head of engagement or a head of diversity you can argue puts emphasis on it and gives somebody the opportunity to say hang on a minute have we thought about this but it exactly does what you say. It, it silos everything and pulls people away from from yeah. looking across everything all the time, and it and it and it it makes it someone else's responsibility. So it's so as as all of this stuff is, it's so complex and and yeah. so difficult. To we need to see it as a holistic thing. On that note, I think we'll call it a day. Thank you. That was great. We obviously had a a, a little extra little guest <laughs> on our recording then, which was um, my dog. But that's one of the joys of uh, lockdown recording. The doorbell rang. The dog goes ballistic. So, but yeah, holistic approach. It's not a it's not a bandwagon um, unless you want to treat it as a single a single issue topic. And it clearly isn't. It trans. Mm. Uh, transcends the whole uh, of an organization's approach so lovely Lorna Joe great stuff as always thank you and thanks for listening bye-bye <laughs>